Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. It is a momentous day today. Why? Because it's Joe. I didn't tell you before the show. It is my 15th anniversary with my lovely, uh, outstanding wife I married up. So thank you to Miss Paula B for tolerating me for 15 years, which is (laughs) an incredible task in and of itself. If there was a Spouse Hall of Fame, uh, you deserve a nomination today. And it should be, uh, (laughs) you you know, usually it has to happen after you retire. You know, in this case, you'd be dead, right? In baseball, you have to retire before you can get nominated to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) But in this case, I think they should do it while she's still here right now and still married. (laughs) Not after we've had the Wife Hall of Fame. You deserve to be in it for tolerating me. Having said that, it's not all good news. Um, I've got some good news. I've got some bad news. Here's what I want to get to today. I want to give you a recap of what happened yesterday in some of the elections in the primary because there some important national stories. You know what? It's a national show. I try to stick to areas of interest that'll matter to people in Arizona, in California, New York, and Florida, but there are some national takeaways, okay? Secondly, there were some developments in the Bruce Orr thing yesterday, which are substantial. But most importantly, I have a personal message for you from the start that I think you... uh, We'll get to that in a second, because I'm really upset about something. All right. It's not you. Ah. It's not you. It's me. It's not me, it's government. All right, uh, new sponsor, Joe. Love, love, love this company, Betterment. Betterment. Listen, Joe, do you ever settle for average? No. Hell no. When Joe, I know Joe for a long no. time. Joe likes, uh, you know, good stuff, stuff that performs well, yeah. whether it's equipment he uses for the podcast. He doesn't settle for average. So let me ask you this. Why would you settle for average when it comes to the most important thing in your life? Investing. This is your future. This is your entire financial future. Now, thankfully, who's going to fill in this vacuum? Betterment. They are there for you. Betterment. You're not the average investor, so don't settle for the same old average investing. Don't do it. Now there's a smarter way to manage your money. Betterment. Betterment is an online financial advisor for people who refuse to settle for average. They use cutting-edge technology to build personalized portfolios and help you make more from your investments. Do not settle for average. These guys won't. Then, they guide you along the way with advice to help you make smart financial decisions. All of this for one low, transparent fee. There's no games here. This is the real deal. Plan for retirement. Reach your financial goals. Make the most of your money. Don't settle for average investing. Demand better. You wouldn't settle for average anywhere else, no less for your financial future. Betterment's the way to go. Investing involves risk, but listeners can get up to one year managed free. One year managed free by visiting Betterment. That's better, M-E-N-T, betterment.com slash Bongino. That's betterment.com slash Bongino. Go to betterment.com slash Bongino. Do not settle for average investing advice. This is the company to go with. Betterment.com slash Bongino. Okay. Right. Um, so a little personal note. So yesterday, well, not yesterday, this week and, and yesterday kind of was the icing on the cake with it. I got my anticipated tax bill for basically this year and a rough guesstimate of what I'm going to have to pay next year. I'm tired of it, folks. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being tired of it. You should be tired of it, too. Can we please stop pretending, all of us, that government is some positive force in our life? We are. Wor- I am working now, Joe. I'm paying over 50% of my income oh. in total to state, federal, and local taxes. Now, what set me off, right? One, I, I spoke, this is like a double whammy. I spoke with uh, my accountant and I got a general idea of what I'm going to owe. 
And I have to play it, you know, of course, by the numbers because, I, you know, it's the one, it's the right thing to do. But, you know, I don't like the tax laws, but you have to abide by them. But secondly, I know how the government is. And any little picadillo, the government will come after you and target you if you're a conservative voice. Because oh, yeah. the IRS is probably still stacked with bureaucrats. So not only, number one, did I get my anticipated bill for my accountant, but number two, Martin County in Florida, where I live, Martin County which is a relatively conservative county, for some insane reason, for the first time in 12 years, passed a millage tax hike that's going to cost me another, probably depends, three to $500 a year in taxes. Folks, listen, this is a scam. Can we all please stop pretending that this isn't organized thievery, that this isn't the government giving the double-barreled middle finger to all of us? They are screwing us over. What? Let me ask you this, because there's this. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I know a lot of you are furious, and I'm sorry for the rant here, but it ma- this matters to me, and I'm sure it matters to you too. Why aren't more of us involved in a peaceful, like, tax revolt here in this country? Why? I, I mean, because we're not leftists, of course. We have, we, uh, you know, we never condone violence. That's not. That's a leftist thing and an Antifa thing. But why aren't us more of us? pushing for some constitutional balanced budget amendment and some kind of California-like provision where it, there's a two-thirds vote to pass a tax hike needed in the, in the House and the Senate. This is a disgrace. Uh, 50% of my income. Folks, what else in your life do you value that you're willing to work a, until May, June, and July, many of us, to pay for? What? Dude, that, that's going to leave a mark. I'm telling to the you. Liber- yeah. It's true. Well, uh-huh. And to the liberals out there, to li- you're more than welcome to pay more. Go pay it. I'm tired of working for you guys. I'm tired. You know, everything's sugarcoated these days. I'm not going to sugarcoat this anymore. I love our military. Happy to pay. I love our court system. Happy to pay. At the local level, yes, I don't have the ability and there would be a coordination problem at the lo- local. L-O-C-A-L. Local level. Or an Al Sharpton spelling. L-I-C A-L. Okay? <laughs> local. I'm willing to pay for some roads. I'm not willing to pay for anything anymore through the government. This is a scam. We are getting worked worked with a capital W, every one of us. I'm working until June to pay for everybody else and I'm tired of it. Oh, we gotta be careful. We gotta sound empathetic. No, we don't have to sound empathetic. We're all getting hosed. Every one of us is getting screwed. The government has organized, it is a monopoly on force to take your money and it's like we have no say in it anymore. This is a huge scam. I love our military. Matter of fact, you deserve a raise. Yep. And I'm happy to finance a constitutional role of government. But I'm not going to... Oh, oh, you know, we got to consider the Social Security payments. You know what? Let, t- let, me, let me cut you a deal. Because people who are living now and we're, we're screwed over by Social Security and who are 55 and older and older... I get it. I'll, I'll pay out your share. I have no problem with that. You didn't organize the system. The system stinks. And you're past your working years. Okay. I'll pay that out. I'll pay out Medicare for 55 and all. I don't want it. I don't want some guy tweeted me back. Well, look at you. Social. I don't want your social security. I don't care. Pay out for the people 55 and older. It's not their fault. The system's broke. The government told them they would pro- promise them their money back. Let's do that as a gesture of goodwill. Let's pay out their Medicare. I don't want it. I don't want your social security. I don't want your crappy Medicare. I don't want it. I don't want your public schools. I don't need it. Let You know what? Let's hand taxpayers back their own money and say, let's let schools compete for your kids' students. Oh, that's not going to work. Really? It's called the public university system now. 
You want to have a couple of schools that receive a little bit of state funding to keep the tuition low? Fine. Do what you want at the local level. I'm sorry. I'm done with this. There is nothing you give me outside of our military, our courts, and our, again, locally, uh, some roads. There is nothing you give me worth me working half the time. You pick up my garbage twice a week. Martin County. Now I've got to give you more. This is a conservative county. Now I've got to give you more dough. What do I got to give you more money for? I, Joe, I nope. never call the cops. I never call the fire department. Knock on wood. I don't deal with the, the social welfare agencies. I don't. Why am I paying for all of this? Why am I paying for all this? You know, and my wife and I were organizing, by the way, just so you know, I mean, not to get off topic, and Mm -hmm. I I certainly don't mean to intersect the two, but it's important. My wife and I are organizing a way right now for the Chum Store on our website where we sell merch, (laughs) the merch. We're organizing a way to to donate our proceeds to the charity because charity needs it and we don't, right? We don't need Mm -hmm. it as much. But it's, you know, we, we, Teespring does the logistics. So my wife and I are organizing a way to get that money to charity. I'll tell you what charity and how we're going to do it later. But no, your t-shirts and stuff, this is going to go to a good cause. Joe, this money now, I got to pay to the government more of it, takes away from that stuff. My wife and I want to give more. We want, but you keep taking everything all the time. My wife and I were looking at buying a new house. The most expensive costs we're going to have are the tax bills. This is in Florida. What are we doing? Are we serious? What are we? Who works? What other thing do you purchase in your life, right? You purchase government. You buy, you, you give your money, it is confiscated. You are making, in fact, a purchase, an exchange of money. Unfortunately, it's not voluntary because they steal it from you at the end of a barrel of a gun if necessary because they have a monopoly on force, right? So you give your money to the government, right? They take it from you. What else in your life is worth 50% of your income? What? Would you work? Let me just ask you a reasonable question. Yeah. Would you work half the time, Joe, from January to June to have people pick up your garbage twice a week? No. No, no, no you wouldn't. No. I, I just re-signed with Conservative Review with CRTV. I've got to pay Joe next year. I love Joe. Joe's a valuable employee. I've got expenses too. Listen, I'm not crying poverty. I know people, but I struggled. So don't give me this. I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I was born in Smithtown. My parents got divorced. I moved above a bar at 64th Place in Myrtle Avenue in a, in a, in a cockroach-infested apartment. Read my first book if you want to know the story. It ain't pretty. We all have scars. It's not a sob story. Right. But don't tell me, oh, man, you know, but now that you've got some money, you don't want to help anybody. Bull. Bull. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm more than happy to help. My wife and I volunteer our time. People in the neighborhood know what they see us there. We volunteer our money. Again, we should be doing more. I get it. But I'm paying enough. 50%. 50% I'm working till June. You want a basic social safety net at the lo- local level? Fine. Let people vote on it. Let people vote on it. You want some unemployment insurance? Let people vote on it at the local level. I'm tired of giving my money to people in D.C. who take it, they wipe their caboose with it, and they flush it down the toilet bowl. A tax increase in Martin County. That's exactly what we need. More taxes in Florida. Are you kidding? What a joke. And people are celebrating last night. Finally, we got a tax increase. You got enough money. Figure it out. 50% of my income. 
I said to my mother-in-law the other day, my mother-in-law, who, by the way, my mother-in-law, who, who came here with nothing, grew up with nothing from Columbia. Right. And want to talk about a hardcore story of making it against all A-L-L odds, right? Mm-hmm. I could have bought her a house, a car. What am I doing? Instead, I'm giving my money to a bunch of dip in Washington, D.C. who flush it down the toilet bowl. Why are we afraid to say this? I don't want any of your stuff anymore. I don't want it. I want your military taken care of. I want a court system, and I want you out of my life. I don't want your Social Security. I don't want your Medicare. Uh, Medicaid, we can handle it locally. All of this stuff can be local. I don't want any of your welfare programs. I don't want any of it. We can handle it locally. Let people vote on it. Enough is enough is enough. 50% of my income. Sheesh. I mean, you could not have gotten a worse double whammy yesterday. I got my tax bill yesterday, and my I promised my wife I wouldn't, because it's not relevant to the conversation what it is. All you have to know is I'm working until June to give my money to other people, money that I work, guys, ladies, like you, I don't have a tough job. You work hard. My job is not physically demanding, but it's long. And I work hard, and I'm proud of what I do. And I work 12 hours a day, and I work the weekends too. I get one day off on Sunday. I am tired. I'm sorry, but I'm tired of giving my money to other people. I'm tired of it. Does that make me a jerk? Fine. I don't care. At least I'm honest. I'm tired. I'm tired. I told you I don't mind paying out Social Security for people 55. and I get it. They were promised something by this crap government that can't get their heads out of their butts, that they're never going to be able to pay, and it's unfair to tell people in their 90s, like my own grandmother, hey, sorry, I get it, but I don't want it. I'm not interested. I don't want it. It's bankrupt. There's no money. Stop taking my money. Let's pay those people their money back. Let's pay their Medicare, and let's move on. This is a garbage junk system. Organized thievery. Let's stop pretending government is a positive force in our life. It is not. It is a leech. It is a a, 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 a organized bloodletting through leeching. They leech you everywhere. This guy, I know this guy in front of me. I'm looking mm-hmm. at him right now. Mm-hmm. This guy gets up at uh, Joe, of course, the only guy in front of me. Yeah. He gets up at whatever. God only. I don't even know why. I don't even tell anybody because I know it's a god awful hour. Yeah, he sucks. works five plus hours at his radio station. Does a debrief at the radio station. Flies home in traffic to get here by ten. Uh, get, start the show here. Has to do a couple hours of post production. Then has to go work for CRTV to do other people's shows, alleys and others. This guy's doing like nine hours. He barely gets to sleep at night. I mean, he's been out of it. Let me tell you something. Neither me nor Joe are saints, okay? We're both sinners. But this guy's worked his ass off his entire life. And 50% of the time, now that, finally, by the way, Joe, believe me when I tell you, Joe is not rich. Joe (laughs) Joe and I have both been through financial issues. Oh, yeah. Joe and I were both struggling when I ran for office, right? Oh, yeah. Now he finally, the show takes off, and me and Joe are finally in a place where at least we're financially in a good place. And what comes in? The government with their hat in their hand going, oh, no, hey, hey, we're looking for 50%. No, no, I don't want 50%. Oh, okay. Let me send the IRS to your house. How do these silver bracelets called handcuffs look on you, buddy? What a scam. What a scam. This is a joke. 
We need some kind of an organized tax revolt in this country. I want a constitutional amendment. You want to hike taxes? I want two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate to pass that thing. Make Put everybody on the record every time you want a tax hike. This is a scam. Thievery. Thieves. You listening in D.C.? I know you're listening, some of you. Thieves. All of you. Giving you squat for your $200,000 a year jobs and, and the organized bootlicking you guys do. Mr. Senator, let me plant one in your butt. <laughs> Mr. Congressman, lo- lobbyists come up, pat one on the back. Hey, Mr. Congressman, I don't care. People out here working for a living. You goons in D.C. have it made. Just tired of you goofballs. Sickening. 50% of my money working for you guys to, to piss it away all the time. Bingo. The hell out of here. I don't want anything from you anymore. Just leave me alone. Give me a bill to pay off everyone else's stuff and let me get away from this system. And then bill me for the military and the courts. Happy to pay. Happy. And you know what? I'll throw in one more thing at the national level. Happy to fund, even despite its problems, the FBI, Secret Service, and our our national security operation. Happy to fund that too. There is some necessity for that. This other stuff, no, done. We've done nothing to dent poverty with your crappy welfare programs. You bankrupted Social Security. You bankrupted Medicare. You screwed up the health care system. You screwed up the public education system. Don't want it. My wife and I at the local level are not only paying now for a private school, we're paying for a public school. Now we're paying for more public school that we don't even use because they're not very good. Yeah, I said it. Oh, what a scam, scam, scam. Everybody, everybody runs for, they're going to be delicate. You know, and I'll say this to call myself out because I deserve some public shaming for it too. When I ran for office, I was a little more delicate too. Shame Mm -hmm. on me. Shame on me. I'm not, I'm tired of being delicate about this issue. This is organized thievery. You work for someone else. 50% 50% of the time, if you earn any amount of money in this country, you work your butt off. 50% of the time, you're working for other people, not your family and not your community. Could have built a freaking house in this community at this point for someone who has no money. I'm serious. If you just leave me alone, I could have paid for someone's house. BS, man. BS. It doesn't stand for Bill Sharkey. frustrated today gosh see I, I couldn't believe it last night i look at the twitter martin county passes a tax martin county what are we doing what are we doing you trying to drive people out of florida i had about 10 people tweet me back you know i was gonna move to florida but i'm waiting to see what happens in this election to like i'm down there now you understand people are trying to escape these tax-ridden hell holes by the way, I tweeted, I say, the states are beautiful and so are the people. It is the government that is turning these places into economic wastelands. I got out of New York, moved to Maryland for different reasons, but I got out of New York. I love New York. It's full of great people. The, the government in New York is ruining it. I think we maxed out on a lot of the audio today, <laughs> Joe. Poor Joe's going to have to compress the snot out of this show. Uh, all right. I, I want to get to some election results from last night. I got a lot to get to. I'm 
didn't expect that to go on that long. I'm just, as you can ex- tell, I'm a little upset about it. You should be too. Outrageous. Third-party payer problems. Giving our money to a third-party payer, the government, that doesn't care about the cost or quality of anything. As Milton Friedman said, the government doesn't care about the cost of anything because it's your money. They don't care about the quality because they're not even buying stuff for themselves. They're buying it for other people. That's the Milton Friedman third-party payer problem. That's why government sucks. Yeah, it sucks. Someone run for president on that platform. Government sucks. That should be the new T-shirt. All right. So last night, there were some, uh, we had some primaries in Oklahoma, in Florida, in Arizona. And, you know, I, I try to stay away from strictly local issues because it's, uh, you know, it's a national show. And, I, you know, we all understand that. I don't want to waste people's time by getting in, into local issues. But what happened in Florida is not local. Um, it may be a state-based primary, but there was some messaging. So I want to give it that that resonates nationally. So I want to give you a few takeaways from last night's primary. And Jim Garrity um, at National Review has a really great piece, Joe, uh, one that relates on to your state in Maryland, has mm-hmm. a great five takeaways from uh, – they're basically five narrative busters uh, we can take away after last night and other elections. Uh, liberal. Mm-hmm. The narrative, of course, is there's going to be this massive blue wave across the country. So I have a really terrific piece in, uh, from National Review, Jim Garrity, up at the show notes today at Bongino.com. Please, please go there. Please check it out. Subscribe to my email list. Uh, but I like it's short and sweet. I'd like you to read it. Um, I'll get to the five takeaways, but I want to go to my takeaways first. Number one. The Democrat Party is in absolute chaos and the media telling you otherwise is nonsense. The narrative right now, the media wants to gaslight you, Joe, on and sell you on is there's this organized Democrat, well, a massive tidal wave coming in November. The Democrats are ready to rock and roll. They are they are organized. They are funded. They are ready. And Republicans, you should be scared. And the goal of that media narrative is to keep you home and just basically acquiesce to the coming Democrat wave. Narrative buster number one is they are not organized at all. There was a massive, massive upset in Florida last night. I should say upsets. There were two big upsets in Florida. The first one's important. Andrew Gillum, the Tallahassee mayor, won the Democrat primary. Folks, trust me when I tell you, almost nobody saw this coming. Andrew Gillum was expected to get routed by Gwen Graham or even Levine. They had a couple of independents, uh, not ind- well, independently financed candidates running on the Democrat side. Uh, very few people expected Gillum to win down here in Florida. Why does that matter to you nationally? Ladies and gentlemen, Gillum is a hard left liberal with some radical ideas. This is Florida, folks. In an off-cycle election, this is not a purple state. We haven't had a Democratic governor down here in eons. Now, granted, I've only lived in Florida three and a half years, but I love this place. Don't ruin it. And who do the Democrats nominate, Joe? A Bernie Sanders-backed, <laughs> hard-left radical. Let me just sum up uh, Gillum's platform right here. Give me your money. Give me your health care. Give me your kids' education. And turn over your guns. You think that's going to fly in Florida? Are you Florida? Are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> I Paula hates that, but the viewers know, love she it. Does. She hate my wife hates that. I but I the view <laughs> I get <laughs> she can't stand it. 
Sorry, Paul. Oh, you're at first. See, she listens to the show, so Joe's apologizing. But hey, listen, he's got the Joe's a renegade on the side. I have no responsibility for this at all. Okay, but the viewers think it's hysterical. They nominate this guy Gillum, Joe. The guy is a hard left. This guy is is a Bill De Blasio, Andrew Cuomo, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren mold type guy. Mold, not mold. Mold with a D. He is from that mold. And they nominated him in Florida saying what? Why is this a national story? Because, folks, this is very, very good news for Donald Trump's reelection for the midterms. Listen, we may lose some seats in the House of Representatives. I don't doubt that. I think we're going to do very well in the Senate. Um, I think the Senate, we may actually pick up seats. But what's happening across the country and why you're seeing radical leftists who have no fit to the states and the districts they're running in at all. Gillum is the, believe me when I tell you, the Democrats in Florida right now are in a panic. They wanted Gwen (laughs) Graham, who is the establishment pick on the Democrat side. She has all the connections. Father was a a, a well-connected politician. Gwen Graham was was, was what they wanted. Democrats in Florida right now are panicking because what's happening on the left, folks, is unlike the Tea Party movement, which stood for really basic, easily achievable tenets, if, you know, or I shouldn't say achievable. That's the wrong word. Easily understandable tenet and core beliefs. Cut taxes, get rid of Obamacare. These were simple things. The radical far left agenda is all over the place. Ideas that may be understandable, but they're entirely not feasible. Free college, free health care. You have Gavin Newsom in California, who's going to be the governor in California. If Republicans don't get out there and vote in mass and independents don't vote for uh, John Cox. Gavin, mm-hmm. Newsom, um, Gavin Newsom, excuse me, in California, Joe, is proposing now free health care for everyone in California. <laughs> Gary Oldman style. <laughs> really? How are you going to do that? Hello? Anybody home? <laughs> No, nobody is home. It's the nuttiest idea I've ever heard. That's the craziest idea ever. Free health care for, for illegal immigrants. So let me get this straight. Anybody, as you advocate also for open borders, anybody can cross the border in Southern California, pop in a hospital, get a surgery they need, elective or otherwise, get health care, and then walk back into wherever you want to go. Mexico, back to South America, Central America. And that's oh. where you, is this, in, this is insane. Milton yeah. Friedman brilliant economist alluded to the fact that it's impossible joe to have a welfare state and open borders at the same time why joe because it's simple math everybody around the world would walk into your country and lay claim to taxpayer funded benefits i don't want to pay anymore i'm not interested i'm not interested you already cannot be turned away in an american emergency room okay that is illegal Mm -hmm. which i get okay fine We should not allow people to die. But opening up our country to unlimited medical services financed by U.S. taxpayers to the entire globe, Joe, is mathematically and arithmetically impossible. Right. This is the kind of stuff Gillum, Newsom, Cuomo, Cynthia Nixon, Ocasio-Cortez, Sanders, and Elizabeth Warren stand for. These are economically boneheaded, ridiculous, mathematically impossible ideas, and yet they're doubling down on it. Their agenda does not fit the districts and the states at all because the agenda is not workable. Yet, Joe, the radical far left base enraged by Trump's presidency are 
listen, to their credit and our detriment, mm-hmm. by the way, are showing up at the polls in Democrat primaries and they're voting out moderate Democrats who have at least some semblance of reality anchored in their brains. And they're voting in these far left wackos. This guy has no shot in Florida. That's takeaway number one. Well, you know what? Under takeaway number one, just in Arizona, by the way, they nominated a far left progressive too in Garcia for the Arizona governorship. Again, a guy completely unsuited to the district, uh, to the state, excuse me. Second, Trump's endorsement matters. I know I said there were two upsets in Florida. The so second takeaway is DeSantis's win was an upset. Now, it may not have appeared so over the last month or so where Ron DeSantis, the congressman running for governor against Adam Putnam, he moved ahead in the polls. Folks, I've been involved in this race for a long time. DeSantis was down by like 20 points, Joe, if not more, right. to Putnam. Putnam is a nice guy, but he's an establishment connected guy. He was the agricultural commissioner down here in Florida, a very powerful statewide position. He's been a, he has he had massive statewide name. ID. I, I can't explain to you how big of an upset this is, folks. Again, it may not have seemed so in the last month since the Trump endorsement, but Putnam was destroying DeSantis in the polls. He had a massive money advantage. He had massive state ID, state name ID. And he got destroyed by 20 points, Joe, a 40-point swing. He was down by 20. He won by 20. Why? Because of one man. Donald J. Trump, babe. Donald J. Trump puts out a 226-character tweet endorsing Ron DeSantis and almost immediately, by the way, if you doubt any of this, I have a great Washington Examiner piece by Phil Wegman in the show notes today. The power of the Trump tweet. Turn the polls around like that. Lickety split. We have the meats. Yes, you do, babe. And Trump had it a long time ago because in the Phil Wegman piece back in 2012, he has a tweet from Trump where Trump was all over DeSantis saying, hey, this guy's great. I really like him. Look at this guy. Trump picks winners like nobody else. Yeah, man. Trump endorsed him and he crushed Putnam. Folks, this is a huge upset. Probably not as big of an upset given the late swing to DeSantis from Putnam that the Gillum race was. But the takeaway number two is this is now, make no mistake, and I'm not a golden calf worshiper of politicians, folks, but this is now Donald Trump's Republican Party. We should always stick to our conservative values. If Trump leaves, if it leaves that track, we got to get him back on it. But you pretending otherwise, you pretending whether you senators with big egos or you congressmen who think you're the next big thing, which is basically all of you. <laughs> Not all. There's a lot of good guys up there. I think a few, a few I know who are really good people. I shouldn't put everybody in that box. But there's a lot of them who look in the mirror and go, I'm the next president. No, you're not. No. <laughs> you're not. <laughs> not until not until after the 2020 election. Kasich, all you other people, you you know, you think you've got, oh, look, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, Jeff Flake, I'm going to fill in that vacuum of power in 2020. No, 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 oh. you're not. No, thanks. Oh. We're good. It's not, listen, remember, remember the movie Mean Girls? You, Gretchen's <laughs> constantly trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen, okay? Fetch isn't going to happen. You're not going to happen. It's over. 
It is Trump's party. I'm just telling you the political reality on the ground. Trump's endorsement swung this guy in Florida 40 points with nothing on the other guy. He didn't have the money. He didn't have the name ID. He won by 20 points DeSantis. Trump's endorsement matters. It's his party. Get on the train or get run over by it. And again, I'm I'm not suggesting at all that we should all be golden calf worshipers. Don't mistake that. You know where I stood on the trade situation and other things. More than willing to stand by principles over a person any day of the week. I don't care who it is. But us ignoring the fact that a large swath of Republican voters, overwhelming in numbers, support this president, what he's doing, makes you just an idiot. I'm sorry. That's why the never-Trumper crowd has become entirely irrelevant. All right. Um... I got a couple more of these. It's a stacked, stacked show. This is, yes, yes, I'm feeling the love today. Mm-hmm. My wife knows why. <laughs> She's going to kill me. <laughs> she is. Uh, she, I can, if she, she hears me yeah. chuckling at it, she might want to kill yeah. me too. <laughs> She's going to kill you too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> Today's show brought to you by Brickhouse Nutrition. Brickhouse. Feel the greens. Energy, Joe. Energy. <laughs> yeah. Gives you energy. Get through. <laughs> Get through. Oh, Brickhouse. We love Brickhouse Nutrition. Hey, go out and try one of the best nutrition supplement products I've ever taken in my life. Quick story. When I first found Brickhouse, we had no sponsors. We had just started podcasting. I connect with Miles. They weren't selling a lot of product. They just started. But they said, we want to send you this product called Foundation. I said, let me give it a shot. I've been working out forever. I, honestly, folks, I thought, ah, it's crap. I read this stuff all the time. Ah, try this. You'll gain 52 pounds of muscle, whatever. I'm like, send me a bottle. I take Foundation. About seven days later, I'm an absolute animal in the gym. And I look like uh, uh, I, I've never looked in my life. I'm like, this is the greatest stuff ever. I said, Miles, I need you on the team. That began this two-year relationship with Brickhouse Nutrition. I'm telling you, Foundation, their product, their creatine ATP blend product, is one of the best nutrition supplement products I've ever taken in my life. If you don't believe me, give it a shot. One, it's like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. You'll not only perform better, but you'll look better. Don't believe me? Take the mirror test. This is a Dan Bongino original because I know it works. And you're my audience and I respect you. I wouldn't guide you down the wrong road. Before you start foundation, take a little mental picture. Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at what you look like. The shoulders, the pecs, whatever. Check them out. Take foundation for seven days. Give it seven days to load. Maybe about five, but let's be safe. Give it about seven, right? Look at yourself again in the mirror seven days later. Little Joe, Joe's uh, Joe's little man. He's not so little anymore. Loves it. Right? Oh, I'm not making that up. No, no. I told you about my nephew. He drove up from Fort Lauderdale after I gave him a bottle. He's like, hey, you have any more of that stuff? Mm. Go give this stuff a shot. People love it. It's called Foundation. It's available at BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Go pick up a bottle of Foundation today. Send me your reviews. My email's on the website. You will love it. It's terrific stuff. Okay. Really enjoying this show today, folks. Totally in the mood couple other narrative busters from Jim Garrity's piece, which is, again, a good one. So we talked about uh, how the, the far left lurch of the party, Gillum in Florida and Garcia being nominated in Arizona. Right. These are f- totally people not suited at all towards the states. These are far left radicals. We talked about the Trump endorsement. It's Trump's party. Love it or hate it. That's the way it is, pal. Sorry. Joe would say, babe. Here's some <laughs> other ones from Garrity. Ladies and gentlemen, the blue wave is not a national phenomenon. Joe, let me ask you a question. Yeah, right? Joe is in talk radio in Maryland, and mm-hmm. he works at WCBM in the morning. Mm-hmm. 
Who's winning in the governor's race in Maryland, and what's their party? Larry's winning. He's a Republican, yeah. Yeah, Hogan. thank you. Joe is in front. Mm-hmm. Now, Joe is in a political talk. This is all he does for four to five hours in the morning before he comes on this show. He deals with local stuff. This show, we go national. Nobody knows Maryland politics better than Joe, Sean, and Frank, <laughs> yeah, where he so, works. Yeah. Larry Hogan is a Republican governor, ladies and gentlemen, what I would argue is in one of the deepest blue states in the country. Now, yeah. Larry's not a conservative, okay? Let's get that out of the way. But go. Larry's a far better choice than Ben Jealous running for governor on the Democrat side, okay? Whoa. Hogan's done some good things. Some things I'd like to see him move a little quicker right. on. I mean, Hogan doesn't care what I think anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm not, I don't live in Maryland anymore. I love the state. I like Larry. I think he's a good guy. Um, But Larry Hogan is the Republican governor of Maryland. If there was a national blue wave, then you would think Larry Hogan, in what I could strongly argue to you based on a number of factors, is the deepest blue state in the country. High percentage of government workers, high percentage of minority voters, which, listen, minority voters just vote largely for Democrats. That's just a statistical fact. It's not my opinion. And yet Larry Hogan is absolutely crushing Ben Jealous, the Democrat nominee, in every poll out there. Joe, am I making that up? Yeah, man, he's killing him. He's killing him. He's and the state is like 65% Democrat. And Hogan is up by almost double digits. Now, mm-hmm. he could lose. Bob Ehrlich, who was a former Republican governor down there, was up um, in a lot of polls, too. And he wound up losing um, his race to Martin O'Malley. It's possible. I'm just telling you, if this national blue wave, here's a narrative buster for the media from Garrity's piece, was happening everywhere then you would think in deep blue states that Larry Hogan would be down by 67 points in the polls. He's not. He's winning. (laughs) Also, Charlie Baker in Massachusetts. Again, let's not mistake Charlie Baker for a conservative, okay? Let's not. And to be fair, as Garrity points out, Massachusetts does have a history, shockingly enough, of voting in Republican governors from Mitt Romney on, right? But Charlie Baker's doing quite well, too. Again, he's not a conservative, but he's probably the best you're going to do in Massachusetts. They're winning. Where's the blue wave? Second narrative buster. People, oh, Texas, Texas. It's going blue. Beto, Beto. Beto against Cruz. Look, he's closing in on Cruz. Listen, Cruz is a good guy. Cruz is going to be fine. But the Texas governor's, if Texas is going blue, Joe, you would think the Texas governor's race would be close, right? Mm-hmm. Tech, every year, don't, how many times, Joe, have you heard Texas is going blue? If uh, I gave you a nickel, you'd be a quadrillionaire for every time we heard Texas is going blue. Ad nauseum, yeah. Ad nauseum. The Texas governor's race, as Garrity points out, Greg Abbott, Joe, is up by 19 points. <laughs> is, is, that's going blue? <laughs> what kind of blue are we looking at? Because that blue looks shockingly like red, meaning you're probably colorblind. <laughs> Go get one of those tests where they flip the book and they go, you ever take those tests? I took it in the Secret Service. They go, what number's on this page? And if you're colorblind, you can't see the number right. because it's in two separate colors. You are, you may be colorblind. Go get that test done, please. Because there is no blue wave in Texas. There's the, the Beto hype over nothing and nothing else. Cruz will be fine. Everybody take a chill pill. Get out and vote. Make sure you get out and vote. Take your 10 friends to vote. He's not going to win by osmosis. But there's no blue wave in Texas, okay? Third, down here in Florida, Rick, ne- uh, uh, excuse me, Rick Scott is running against Bill Nelson. Rick Scott's the Republican governor down here. He's term limited. He's running for the United States Senate against Bill Nelson. 
Oh, the blue wave. The blue wave. Bill Nelson's a three-term senator. He's been in office since like 1842, Bill Nelson. (laughs) Nobody knows who Bill Nelson is, by the way. His name ID down here, they're like, Bill Nelson? You mean Connie Nelson, my bookkeeper? No, no, Bill Nelson, your senator. (laughs) Who's that? You mean Bob Nelson, my HVAC guy? No, no, Bill Nelson. You don't know Bill Nelson? He's your senator. Nobody knows him because nobody knows what he's done. The guy's been in office since 1776, and nobody knows who the guy is because he's never done anything. So Rick Scott, the Republican governor in this supposedly blue wave, throws his hat in the ring, and he's up in the polls against the three-term Democrats. Wait, I thought there was a blue wave. How is he up in the polls? Well, let me tell you how. And good for Rick Scott. Rick Scott, Joe, did this crazy radical thing. There's an article in Politico about it. Joe, how many times have we been told, right? Yeah. Hey, man, you're never going to get minority votes. You're never going to get Hispanic votes. All the time, right? Again, it's up there with, if we had a nickel every time, Joe would be a quadrillionaire. All the time. Hispanic voters aren't going to vote for you guys. Black voters aren't going to vote for you guys. Really? Because Trump's approval is going up dramatically in the black community. What does this have to do with Rick Scott? For those of you not familiar with Florida politics, like three and a half years, I've uh, figured out a little bit about it. Not all of it, but pretty. I'm still pretty, oddly, still more familiar with Maryland politics than Florida, but it's a bigger state. But one thing about Florida you learn quickly is the Hispanic population in Florida holds a lot of sway. There are enormous numbers of both Cuban and Puerto Rican voters down here. Oh, yeah. Now, Joe, we've been told forever, not only is there a blue wave, but that Republicans don't appeal to minority voters. Really? What, things like hard work don't appeal to minority voters? The reason Cubans vote Republican down here largely, including my neighbor, by the way, who's uh, who's a Republican... The reason they vote Republican is because they're hard workers who saw the effects of socialism. So Rick Scott did this crazy thing, Joe. After Hurricane Maria uh, ravaged the island in Puerto Rico and Puerto Ricans started coming into the Orlando area, mm-hmm. uh, basically, to, you know, to, to, for refuge. Rick Scott did this crazy thing. He showed up. Of course, I'm being sarcastic. He just showed up. Hey, what can we do to help? How can we help you out? And what you know what's crazy? <laughs> Amongst Puerto Rican voters, which we've been told forever, they will never vote Republican. Bill Nelson holds a sliver, a fingernail of a lead over Rick Scott amongst Puerto Rican voters because he showed up. This isn't hard. You know, when I ran for office, we almost pulled off this huge. I'm not trying to make this about me at all. I'm just trying. There's a takeaway, though. Experience matters. We almost pulled off the congressional upset of a lifetime. You know what we did? We knocked on 55,000 doors. I knocked on 7,000 myself. We actually showed up and said hello to people. All of a sudden, they can't hate you that much. Like, I met that guy. He's not that bad. Rick Scott showed up. All of a sudden, Puerto Rican voters are like, yeah, that guy's not so bad. Wait, I thought there was a blue wave. Here's another one. The New Jersey Senate race. New Jersey. Gosh, is there, I mean, is there a state... Outside of Maryland, New York, and California, is there uh, is there an estate more uh, more blue leaning than New Jersey? Ooh. Now this would be a long shot. Let me be clear. But the New Jersey Senate race, Bob Menendez is in a world of trouble. Now the guy running again, he's not a conservative. Let's not pretend it. But he's far better than Menendez. It's the same Hugin H U G I N. Those polls are tightening up. Can you imagine a Republican senator in New Jersey? What, folks, why is this even close? If there's a blue wave, why is this even close? Blue wave. It's like a blue wave when you flush the ball with those little blue tablets in it. That's the blue wave. <laughs> Finally, one quick thing. So I, got, I, I got another story I, I desperately want to get to. 
The RNC is raising a ton of money. Again, I'm not a big fan of establishment politics and organized groups and all. I think it's always better to donate to candidates you believe in. But there's really, I will say this, in their defense, the RNC does do some good stuff. Provides a basic campaign architecture for people that they can go in and use voter targeting. Not everything they do, you know, I know it's, and believe me, I'm the first guy to say, you know, parties suck and the Republicans have thrown you under the bus. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you either. The RNC does some good things. They're doing well. They're raising money. And it largely has to do with the Donald Trump effect. So if there's a blue wave, why is the RNC raising all this dough? Again, narrative busters. They're all in the Garrity piece today in the show notes. I strongly encourage you to read it uh, because it matters. But again, none of this nullifies the fact, folks, that you have to go show up. Voting in November matters. There's no excuses. None. There's early voting now in Florida. There's vote by mail. There's absentee. There is zero excuse for you not to vote. If you are listening to this show, our hundreds of thousands of listeners, thanks to you, we have become a big, big presence in this podcasting space because of you, not me. I'm glad you like the show, but you did this. For you not to vote is a travesty. Please. I'll give you that. If you have to skip listening to the show on the day of the election, I, I mean it. Skip it and go vote. I'll be fine. Go vote. Blue wave my caboose. All right. Uh, one more. I got this story. This is good. <laughs> it's good. Crazy stuff happening yesterday. All right. Today's show finally brought to you by our buddies at Filter By. You have an HVAC unit? I guarantee you, you probably need a filter change. Go look at it. You don't want all that stuff in the filter clogging up your lungs, clogging up your air. We spend a lot of time indoors now. Now, I was sent a note from our friends at Filter By from a new customer. He wrote, I've been in the middle of a home reno and there's drywall dust everywhere. Plus, the contractors are leaving the doors open. It's been over 100 degrees many days this summer. Last weekend, my AC unit stopped working on the second floor. Turns out that the filters were about 98% clogged with drywall dust, and it was choking the system. Ouch. No good. NG. No bueno. Buying filters was always a pain because my system needed custom sizes. But with FilterBuy, they were able to get me exactly what I needed fast and at a great price. Because of stories like this, FilterBuy is America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. Choose from over 600 sizes that ship for free within 24 hours, plus they're manufactured right here in America. You can also save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement. That's the way to do it. Save time, save money, breathe better with FilterBuy.com. That's FilterBuy.com, FilterBuy.com. Tell them Dan sent you. Folks, I just want to say with the sponsors, I always appreciate your patience. They pay for the show. These are great companies. Uh, we vet them. Um, they're perfect. Every you know company, even my own company. It's, but these are great companies. FilterBuy wants to be here. Betterment wants to be here. Brickhouse wants to be here talking to you. It matters. And I just want to say again, I deeply appreciate your support of these companies. I know you have air filters. Stick with companies that stick with us. Go to filterby.com. Check them out. Thanks. Um, one uh, quick note here, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an article in the show notes today from Conservative Review about the absolutely disgusting travesty happening to happening to an American Patriot, Lieutenant General Mike Flynn. Obviously, you're familiar with the story. He's targeted by the Mueller team. Everybody knows um, his plea, se- his sentencing has been delayed multiple times. Folks, I'm going to make a personal plea right now. Like I've done, I'm very careful about how I do this. Um, and I've been waiting for a while. But there are other people out there in the talk radio sphere and I who are 
now starting to get behind Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn is being bankrupted, folks. Lieutenant General Flynn is being bankrupted. He is being bled out intentionally by the Mueller team. He, they are hoping to make sure he never, ever gets a chance to make money again, to get back on his financial footing. He was never a rich man to begin with. He has a legal defense fund. I'm humbly asking you to check it out. I have the link at the show notes. It'll be in the show notes today. If you subscribe to my email list, again, it'll be there. If you don't, please go to Bongino.com and check out the link. Um, Even if it's a few dollars, please check it out. Uh, Mike Flynn needs our help. And I'm thankful to the other talk radio personalities, Mark Levin specifically, uh, who have been all over this. This is an American patriot who has been subjected to things that would break the average man. So please... Please go check it out and please read the conservative review story by Jordan Schachtel, which describes the abomination that's happening right now to Mike Flynn. Please check out the link. It matters. Um, okay, before we get to or uh, Dick Sporting Goods show decided it was a good idea to attack the Second Amendment um, and attack gun owners. Yeah, that worked out well. I have another story in the show notes from CNBC. Uh, Dick's. Uh, <laughs> Dick's. Dick's. <laughs> I missed that the first time. Their stock is down, what, 9% uh, in sales stores down. Listen, um, Dix, I don't know. Uh, I don't know where you thought you were going with that, but you're a sporting goods store, okay? You're a sporting goods store. Your appeal is to uh, high testosterone men and very athletic women. It's a sporting goods store. These are generally people who support the right to defend themselves. So your ongoing attack against American firearm owners, not a good idea. So you can check out the article, but uh, Dix, you really—I I, I mean, this is this is going to be taught in business schools in a in a later era, along with the NFL, and as an example of precisely what not to do to handle your business. So uh, you you all are winning out there. Um, I don't yeah. go to Dix; I never will. Watch how you handle your business there, Dix. Handle it, brother. You see, <laughs> I didn't miss that one. No. I didn't miss that one. Sometimes Paul or the listeners email me. Did you miss that? Did you? They pick up on your stuff. Like that one time with the the baiters, the baiters that everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I totally missed that it, yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I missed that one completely. All right, so uh, yesterday, huh. big big day. Bruce Orr, Department of Justice, uh, number four member of the Department of Justice, is interviewed yesterday in a closed door hearing on the Congress, and some uh, just incredible information is coming out of this now. Or is the cutout we know for the Democrat-funded Oppo Research Organization against Trump? to shuttle information back in the Justice Department through Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele is the oppo research guy, the foreign agent who was working with the FBI to attack Trump. The FBI deems him not credible, so they're like, wow, gosh, how do we get this guy's information? Oh, let's send them over to Bruce Orr, whose wife happens to be working for the same company that hired Steele. That's right, buddy. So they interview Orr yesterday up on the Hill and a couple of takeaways from yesterday's hearing. Number one, Bruce Orr, according to the reporting on the hearing, clearly knew that the opposition research was paid for by political opponents. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a huge takeaway. Now, if you're a regular listener to the show, you knew this six months ago. But now that reporting is indicating that it's on the record. There is going to be no dancing later on away from this thing when someone at the FBI is called up and said, hey, did you swear to this information in the dossier in a court to spy on the Trump team? Yes, we did. Did you know it was opposition research? No, we didn't. Really? Because Bruce Orr told us in a hearing that you knew. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, can I recant that? No, you can't. Perjury, thank you. <laughs> Folks, this is not a small thing. Mm-mm. Remember, they were dancing. Oh, you know, we didn't know about the level of opposition research. We, you know, we were confirming it by... Per- no, 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 no. Now the number four guy in the Justice Department whose wife was working at Fusion GPS has it on the record. Yep. Yeah, we knew it was opposition research. Oh, okay. So we now live in a banana republic where you pay for political opposition research and then you spy on your opponents. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's just great. That's just peachy. Number two takeaway. There was no mention whatsoever in the FISA court documents used to spy on the Trump team to get the warrant. No mention of war's conflicts. Or his conflicts. His wife was working at Fusion GPS that was ginning up this information. You think that may be a material fact, Joe, a judge would be interested in? Yeah. You think, think the so. judge would want to know <laughs> yeah. that the information the FBI is swearing to and a secret <laughs> court to spy on American citizens came from a guy whose wife was working at Fusion GPS, working with the guy who got the information? That's kind <laughs> of important, folks. We now know, according to Congressman John Ratcliffe, who's not disclosing the contents of the FISA, but he's, he did say what was not in it. We now know for sure that Orr's deep conflicts with his wife working at Fusion GPS were not in the FISA, meaning the judge was a, an, a material fact was omitted. But here's the other one. We know what else was not in the FISA, not just Orr's conflicts. But a conversation, a very important one, happens that was notarized by, uh, but but was uh, was excuse me, it was a, it was some note taking on this conversation, notarizing a formal term, where Christopher Steele, the guy who gins up the information on Trump, tells Orr Joe, tells him how much he basically can't stand Donald Trump and doesn't want to see him elected. This is a critical, critical point. This is critical. Because, again, it is a material omission as to the motive of the source. So let me get this straight. The source producing the negative information on Trump told you that he hates Donald Trump and doesn't want to see him elected. You left that out. And then you left out the fact that the company the source is working for is also paying your wife. Uh, Yeah, no judge wants that in there. Right. That's not important at all. This case is falling apart and all the media goons who supported this Spygate scandal are about to have an enormous egg on their face. Third, we now know, although it was probably confirmed earlier, and if you can, if you're a listener to the show, none of this is new, that Orr was not part of the crossfire hurricane investigation into the Trump team. Wait, what? So your primary conduit for information from the people ginning up the info on Trump, Fusion, and Christopher Steele, your primary conduit, Bruce Orr in the Department of Justice, was not even a formal part of crossfire hurricane? He did drugs and organized crime. Wait, what? What was he doing? What is he doing back there? Wedding crashers? <laughs> what, you know, was she, what is she doing? That's the meatloaf. What is she doing back there? We know in this case, what is he doing back there? Who knew? Did Obama know? Did Sally Yates know? They had basically a rogue Department of Justice official, the number four guy in DOJ, working on a case he had no tangible nexus to other than a personal interest because his wife worked for the company. Kind of important, folks. All right, one more. Let's see. 
I want, sorry, I just want to get this. You can leave it in. I just want to get to the photos. John Solomon, another piece in the show notes today. John Solomon, who's been doing amazing work. And as I said to you before, John Solomon at the Hill. Solomon knows stuff. People are talking to Solomon right now. And I think Solomon has the whole picture and he's strategically leaking stuff out at a given time. Solomon knows stuff. Solomon's a good guy. I'm not knocking his reporting. His reporting's terrific. Matter of fact, I'm celebrating his reporting. But if there's anybody to follow on this case, it's John Solomon right now. Solomon has a killer piece up at the Hill. It's in the show notes today about how, Joe, what have I been telling you for uh, eons here? That there is Russian collusion. It's very real. That the collusion was between the DOJ, the FBI, the Clinton team, the DNC, and the Russians. That, that, that folks, that's very real. So mm-hmm. Solomon has a piece which is basically titled, yeah, the Russian collusion's there. Look. He has some stunning new news about ties between a guy I've talked about before, Oleg Deripaska, who is Russian and connected to Vladimir Putin, and... Da, 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 Bruce Orr himself from John oh. Solomon's piece. This is crazy. In September of 2015, I'll explain why this matters in a second here. Senior DOJ official Bruce Orr and some FBI agents met in New York with Russian oligarch Oleg Deripaska to seek oh. the Russian billionaire's help on organized crime investigations. Wait, wait, wait. It gets better. The meeting was facilitated, though not attended, By British intelligence operative Christopher Steele. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? So now we have a Russian oligarch deeply tied to Vladimir Putin, right? No question tied to various entities in Russia. Oleg Deripaska. Deripaska in 2015 met with Bruce Orr, the guy who becomes the conduit for all this information from Russia about Trump. From Russia? This guy in the DOJ, this cutout, Joe, and Orr already knew him from a September 2015 meeting set up by who? The same British spy hired by the Clintons who's shuttling information through Orr? Guys, ladies, this Russian collusion scandal's real. It's just the Clinton operation and the DOJ. Do you see why they needed to make this thing up against Trump? So now we know, just to be clear, We know that Deripaska had contracted with Steele in 2012. Deripaska has a business relationship. Russian oligarch has a business relationship with Steele. goes back as far as 2012. He hired Mm -hmm. Steele's uh, private firm, Orbis Business Intelligence, to basically do some, you know, business intelligence stuff, gather info. So the spy, the British spy, who put together all this fake stuff in the dossier on Trump, has a long-standing business relation with a Russian oligarch tied to Putin who also met in 2015 with the Justice Department official who went rogue and was passing information to the FBI on Trump, allegedly from Russia. We also know that Deripaska, as far back as 2009, had a relationship with whose FBI? Oh, Bob Mueller! Bobby M! In an attempt to get back a U.S. intelligence asset from Iran, Mueller and them reached out to, uh, through Andy McCabe, reached out to Deripaska. Now Deripaska's people are talking to Solomon, running interference, saying, hey, we had nothing to do with the dossier. They may not. They may not. But suggesting somehow that there are not deep, substantial ties right now between Bob Mueller's FBI, 
foreign intelligence officers like Christopher Steele and Deripaska and Bruce Orr and Deripaska, despite the fact that they know each other. I, Joe, I thought the whole tenet of the investigation, I thought the whole central core of it was that contacts with the Russians connected to Putin was a bad thing. Yeah. But isn't it incredible that almost all of the people connected to this case have had some contact with Russians, notably Deripaska on the Democrat side, and nobody seems to care. Now we know on the Levinson case, Mueller's FBI had contact with him. We know Orr had contact with him. And we know that the FBI, while investigating Trump, approached Deripaska again and asked him about Manafort while they were investigating Trump. Now does it make sense what Mueller's job is? Here it is, Joe. Lift up the carpet, (laughs) take all the dust, sweep it away, and make all this go away. The Russian collusion is real. The players connected to Russians, notably Deripaska, are all players that targeted Trump, not the Trump team. Ladies and gentlemen, Trump sanctioned Deripaska. He put him on a sanctions list. Trump is not Deripaska's friend. This Russian is the friend of the people targeting Trump. This is what they're hiding. What a scam. And by the way, Mueller has yet to interview Bruce Orr, according to reporting yesterday. Incredible. Incredible. Mueller. This investigation is a joke, a farce, a disgrace, and a stain on our country. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Oh, please, a packed show today. Man, I had a lot of fun. Kind of burnt after that. Burned a lot of energy. Yeah. Please subscribe to the show. Uh, if you don't mind, I know you download. You can listen on Bongino.com. That helps our downloads, too, by the way. You can go there and click the play button. It downloads right away. Uh, also, you can subscribe for free on iTunes. You can subscribe free on iHeartRadio. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon. Uh, Alexa has a skill for the Dan Bongino show. So please, please check it out. It drives up our numbers. It's all free, of course. Go check it out. And uh, I really appreciate it. I will see you all tomorrow. All right, brother. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.